Cheers. Cheers. That sounded. It sounds like when we clink, sometimes it yeah. sounds like the cups are plastic, yeah, but I was they're to not. Say, but these are definitely glass. They're they're definitely glass. glass. One of them broke the other day. Yeah, cause my cat. Never mind. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, a little. I think bit. it's been a little bit of a minute. Um, but I'm happy to be back. Yes. How are you? What are you drinking? Um. Well. In spirit of it's Wednesday mm. and I'm fucking tired. It's week <laughs> seven in the semester. Um, Wahoo. In case anyone cared, but that means I'm at the point of physical exhaustion. But mm. that's a long winded way of saying I'm not drinking right now, but I am drinking mm. a Coke Zero with grenadine Wahoo. in a wine glass. So I've, um, it is also Lent. And as you know, we are Catholic. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I decided that I was going to try mm-hmm. to not engage in mm-hmm. uh, alcohol yeah. or other substances on non-weekends, <laughs> nice. so Friday and okay. Saturday. Okay. Um, so I'm, I am I have failed at that twice That's okay. already, That's and all right. we're only like a week and a half until left. It but, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know. What are you drinking? For, Sorry. Okay, so I'm just drinking a nice little cherry wine mm. that we got at a Benny's. Damn, so you that's like, lovely. Do you like Posier? Yeah, I really Posier? do, actually. Posier? Yeah, I nice. saw him climb a tree. Um, nice. He's like 6'6", six, six, isn't he's he? He's so fine. That's important. He's so fine. Um, I, along the <laughs> along similar lines, have been smoking a bunch of Indica. <laughs> <laughs> because we finally got new cards, thank God. Uh, but it's just to sleep. I can't sleep for anything. I'm. I have a tolerance to melatonin. Mm. It's so bad, and it's legal. So. Wait, you know what I heard about melatonin the other what? day? What? Is that it like inhibits your production of dopamine? Mm. Um, no wonder. And you know, that'll do. That it. does make. Or, or I might be. I messing. I might be messing up the like the neurotransmitters, but. But I understand. What it's, you're saying. Yeah. Little synapse. Pre- action. Yes, you know it yeah, prevents yeah. you from. Um, you know being a little happy Happy. and as someone who has trouble sleeping and trouble being happy (laughs) me too i've kind of found an issue with that there so i've stopped kind of taking my melatonin but i've been sleeping really weird the past couple nights how about i I mean have you or have you just been smoking i've just been smoking um yes he does he does do that Mm. i've Mm -hmm. woken up like I don't know. I've been waking up to, like, every little, like, bumper yeah. noise in this yeah. apartment. Do I wake you up at, like, 3 a.m. when I get no. something out of the bedroom? You know, it might be you now, but, like, in my fog mm. of of sleep, it's, like, mm-hmm. I, I just hear something mm-hmm. and I don't recognize, like, that it's the fridge opening or something, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, Because um, my bed literally does back up mm-hmm. to the fridge, so. <laughs> but, um, no, I, no, I doubt it's you. I just literally, I don't know why, but I haven't been sleeping super well as a result mm. and i am now tired, tired. so yeah it is what it is um i also don't nap i can't nap. yeah i can't nap i can't nap and like honestly i've seen um all these memes lately about like how the naps you would take on your dorm bed in like the middle of the day between yeah, classes I, were like the best naps ever and i'm like can't, can't relate. relate can't relate i never I can't took naps. nap i can't i'm sorry but like once I go to sleep, I, I stay asleep, and then I'm, like, disoriented, yeah. and I just... No. I, anyways. And if well, I only get yeah. three hours, I only get three hours. Yeah. I can't it's, do it. It is what it it's is, and night. I'll run on it. Yeah, I'll run on it. I also... You know, maybe why I'm not tired is... Or why I am tired is because I didn't have iced coffee today. Mm. 
And usually I have like two or three coffees a day. Yeah, I've been hitting the so. on the days where I mm-hmm. only take on the days where I take during the weekdays when I take my uh, Adderall, I limit myself to only having one mm-hmm. coffee, um, which is that's good because it's like diet meth and caffeine. So yeah. you know, good to like not. Caffeine's have that also much. addicting. So. Yeah, caffeine is also addicting. Yeah. I got addicted bad my freshman year, and I never really grew out of it. I'll mm-hmm. be honest, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think that's also part of like. It's very normalized in adulthood yeah. to be like, I have a caffeine addiction. Yeah, I think like, yeah. you make the jump from high school to college when you yeah. have an actual... Yeah, because in, in high school, I'm like, uh, I hate to say, but like, nobody's really like making coffee from a Keurig every mm-hmm. day, right? Yeah. Actually, I knew one girl. My friend Sadie oh, really? did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she fair, like fair, that fair. ass was addicted to like Barnes & Noble coffee. Oh, damn. I love that. I, yeah. I have a friend who works at the Starbucks and Barnes & Noble. Isn't that cool? I, I nice. love that. But, I like, love that, too. I don't know. I I never really like poured myself coffee mm-hmm. in the morning in high school, but now it's like I, I get either. up. Yeah. That is the literal first thing I do. Yeah, coffee. Like I look forward to that. Yeah, no, I literally every single morning, even when I have like a lot of things to do or like places to get to, I reserve like mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes to just sit in this exact spot on the couch that I'm oh. sitting and watch the sunrise over the lake. Oh, good for you. And, yeah, no, it's really nice. I'm gonna miss this view and we inevitably leave but we are so blessed to have a like tiny little sliver of lake that we get to see we have really big windows and there's a huge apartment building next to us but there's Mm -hmm. a nice like chunk of the lake that we see yeah um and i am gonna miss it when our lease ends and we have to leave um sad I'm getting emo about it already I'm like me too but we'll talk about (laughs) leaving later yes it's weird because we've been like we've spent 90% 90% of our lease mm-hmm. in lockdown because mm-hmm. of COVID. Wahoo. But yeah, I'm going to be sad when we <laughs> leave this apartment. It's like... Me too. It's so nice. Probably because we spent so much time here and, and it wasn't just... And it's right by the Lakeshore Trail. Yeah. Yep. It's, you know... Oh my God, when it gets... When it gets to be biking weather again... Oh, baby. I'm doing the whole thing. I'm, I'm doing do the, the whole, whole 36 too. miles. I'll 18 up, you. 18 back. I'll I gotta, I gotta train a little bit for it first. Me I also too. might go running outside this weekend. So oh, that I'm sounds super, nice. I'm super excited. I think the ice is like finally yeah, I think it's melted. Too. Watch not the wind next time mm. we record this. I'm gonna have a fucking broken ankle or something. <laughs> I would. I would. Um, do we want to get into horoscopes? Yeah, please okay. read your horoscope. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you for pulling them up. Oh, and I, I yeah. see that you're on low battery, so I will make, I will oh, make, am I, I'll oh, make it snappy. No, I had to take it off because if it's on low battery like the screen oh, yeah. dims no so. mine mine does yeah. that too i might no I'm, I'm not on yeah, the battery no, no. but um it's a little behind the scenes action here that if we were a professional co- podcast we yeah. would edit out but alas maybe we'll get to that point maybe one day. yeah maybe one day. um we sponsor <laughs> us and we'll do it um week of february 28th in libra there is a bit of understanding that will need to happen for others to understand you can't make them and you can't make the light appear brighter Instead, it's with action that you can see the blue and green. You hold a ring in your palm as a gift. Mm. All right. Um, so, Star Bahar. Love that. Uh, it's Star Bahar said something, <laughs> and I, I'm just going to read that one because I think this one's a little bit easy to mm-hmm. to interpret. Mm-hmm. You can lead a horse to the trough. It's trough. Trough, trough I think. Oh, my God. Well, I'm not a horse girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean, me neither. Um, but you can't make him drink. Ugh. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> but not everyone is as smart as you, dear Libra. Well, Ooh, yes, I know. Um, as nimble in thought and as expansive in perspective. 
Thursday onward, try something different. Mm. A little less conversation, a little more action. <laughs> I emoji. Oh my god, and it's funny because tomorrow, thank you, is Thursday, Thursday. and I'm going the fuck home <laughs> for the weekend and to be with my parents. I love this um, idea. Side note, it's also my dog's first birthday, so Aww. that is, it, Friday is his first birthday, so that's what I'm doing. Um, he's a Pisces, but I love him anyways. Um, but yeah, I think that that's very like, mm-hmm. you can't you gotta be patient sometimes mm-hmm. and I think that's gonna be very relevant with me because you know it's uh, dealing with my parents always is like talking to a wall so that'll be interesting interesting to see how what is your uh, horoscope for this week so? mine is week of 228 in Sagittarius it's a surprise really the way you find yourself swinging back and forth now too much though you are going on the up of the ride ready to miss the inevitable Looking to the left, you will see the purple sun. You have really left the song now. Of course, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> wow, um, that's a lot. So, Star Bahar commented on mine, but actually I'm going to read another one. I'm going to read okay. Jana. going to pull, mm. pull that one up. Um, and they said, Sagittarius, whatever it is that's bothering you these days is taking up so much of your energy. You've been here before, over and over again. The stars say it is time to let it go and turn your eyes towards a new light, a new beginning. There, that's your direction. Um, I think that has to actually do with a uh, boy that I (laughs) had uh, a pretty decent, like, week-long tryst. It was like a week. I met him three times, and I don't actually really want to talk about it. But uh, (laughs) I think that's what that means. But honestly, for today, I think what we're going to be talking about is... Um, you know, we're second semester seniors. <laughs> we, we are graduating very, very soon. <laughs> it very is, funny. we are trying to find jobs right now <laughs> because capitalism is gross. Um, and basically for me, I think the pandemic has warped a lot of people's sense of time. Yes. Um, and I think that that's like a really big thing for people. I don't know if it's one for me. I've, to me, it's felt like a full year since last March. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what makes me feel worse because I'm like, you had a full year and you're scrambling and you yep. don't have shit done and you're working on resumes and you're like networking. But like, yeah. when this time last year, I was like, okay, I have a year, I have time. This time next year, I'm gonna be locked down. I'm gonna have a job. Mm-hmm. And then, the course, the pandemic happened. So, of um, just in general, I feel like it's crunch time. Yep. And there's a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I have just, I just have a lot of things to say. But before I get into them, do you have something that you want to say? Because I have a tangent. I have a okay. notes app. No, no. Okay, definitely. I just, well, I definitely can relate. And if you yeah. hear a little clinking noise right now, that is. That's my son that's eating. That's the prince of the palace choosing now at this very moment to. Um, monch, monch. To monch, monch his, crunch, his little crunch, kitty kibbles. Yeah. So. Um, anyways, that's what that noise is. Again, um, if you would like to hear some better audio equipment, sponsor us. I just have to say, I, um, so you know my advocacy class? Yeah. I record it, um, and I accidentally, I accidentally didn't turn off my recorder and it went the entire night. And so I woke up the next day with like an 11 hour recording and I listened to my, (laughs) my cat's like collar dingling in the night. And it was so, I was like, what the fuck is this noise? And it was like 4 a.m. It's him. Like, of course it is. Standing over the recorder. Anyway, anyway, continue. Wait, that's fascinating. Okay. I've, um, okay. Yes. Um, capitalism job things. Okay. So I, I guess I can relate to that in a sense where like yes it's felt like a year to me but like 
I don't know. This is this has been the first year where I've like really felt like mm-hmm. felt the seasons change right. and felt the year go by. It's been weird. Mm-hmm. Ever it's been mm-hmm. weird for everyone. I know, mm-hmm. but I think my kind of take on this was kind of always like going into college. Mm-hmm. I always like as soon as I like you know went into the business mm-hmm. school, um, kind of s- settled in and really kind of leaned into being like okay. Mm-hmm. So here's my plan. I'm going to have an internship every summer. Yeah. And the one I have, like, going between junior and senior year mm-hmm. is going to be a big one the because big one. Yeah. it's going to be one of those internships where, like, it is going to lead into a job, job offer. Job. Yeah. And my goal is to, by February of my senior year, and I remember vividly (laughs) saying, February, it's March 3rd. It is March 3rd. I remember saying, by February of my senior year, I want to have an offer. (laughs) Oh, God. The world works in mysterious Oh, my God. Now I I wish I was drinking. Yeah. Fuck. Um, But, yeah, I think I've always kind of had that plan. I had... An internship after freshman year. I had an internship after sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And then junior year happened. Yep. And I was in the process of applying to internships yep. when the entire world shut the fuck yeah. down. And I was like, well, um, but thankfully I I did get to continue working for the, the job I work for at school. Um, not paid, but like still experience and stuff. So like I'm very mm-hmm. lucky with that. Mm-hmm. Um and being able to do that remotely Mm -hmm. um but you know like that's not gonna turn into a full-time job um and i don't know i've just been this week i think another reason why this week has been exhausting is because i've actually been doing a a lot of networking yeah um i hear you in your calls yeah yeah um because i have my networking voice i have i have several voices i have my customer service voice i have my networking voice yeah um so i've been doing a lot of that uh because it's not just like you know it's not just like applying to as many jobs as i can it's like that's not going to get me anywhere and 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 everyone's Mm -hmm. telling me that Mm -hmm. like on every networking call i'm like yeah "Yeah, i'm trying to do these calls and they're like yeah because we don't like hire people that just Mm -hmm. apply Mm -hmm. to job like that's just not how it works Which for full time positions. Yeah. It like it kind of works with like internships and stuff, but it's not really how it works. Like you really need to know someone, and you know that's one of the shitty, shitty elements of capitalism and stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. I could be way more qualified than someone, but they could have a connection at the company, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they will get the job. Mm-hmm. So you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um, any connections that I do have from like you know my family, because mm. that's the whole thing right like mm-hmm. oh my dad will get me a job like yeah. the, the job my dad could theoretically get me i am uh, let me say that i am grossly overqualified for <laughs> nice um, nice i'm not trying to be like oh i'm, I'm way too qualified for it, but like uh-huh. i don't want to work there also don't want to go work in the suburbs well these days um, they also they don't hire you at all if you're overqualified like yeah. that's a thing They're no like, because no. they would have to pay me a lot yeah and like would i make like decent money there yes do i want to work with my father in the like the seedy underbelly mm-hmm. area of o'hare yeah no because my dad works right outside of o'hare because that's nice. you know where logistics happens and supply chain stuff happens but uh, anyways it's not what i want to do it's not what i'm getting a degree in mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
but anyways i don't i don't know that's my whole thing i, I also because i know you have your thing i'll go into my little thing about how i've been talking to my therapist absolutely yeah. um I want to. I want to let you have your bit, and I don't want to. No, 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 no. Please like, take your okay. time. Please take your so time. So I, I have been talking. That's that's where I kind of stand right now, job wise. Um, mm-hmm. Is I'm just trying to talk to as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I've been talking to my therapist too because, I, you know, I've been meeting with a career mm-hmm. coach. We've both been doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my meeting tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of like, you need to be doing the X, yeah. Y, and Z. And when you have these career calls, they're like, you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to my therapist, and I'm like, if I am not doing something 24 mm-hmm. 7, mind you, I'm also a full time student. Yeah, we're full still. time. Yeah. I'm taking five classes. I have a job have on a campus job, yeah. where I have to go sit and tell freshmen to put their fucking masks over their noses, but mm-hmm. that's, that's beside the point. Um, I've been talking to my therapist and being like, okay, it, it really sucks because I feel like I need to be productive all the time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not constantly like sending out 18 LinkedIn connections per day, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to get a job and it's going to be my fault. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have like no one to blame but myself for this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it, like, yeah. you know, that's not true. And I'm like, yes, I know that's not true, but like, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's, that's capitalism is like this, this I need to be productive all mm-hmm. the time. And mm-hmm. it, for someone who is incredibly, thank you, um, incredibly anti-capitalist, um, I, I lean into it way more than I would like to lean into it. Well, we kind of have to. Yes. We, you, know, you absolutely do have to because in order to be successful, you have to. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm a business major who hates capitalism. Yes, we exist. Um, but... It, you know, it's like I have to lean into it. It's also uh, an I'm mentally ill thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very anxious. I have to lean in to this idea of having to be productive all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, before the pandemic, I would schedule myself from 6 a.m. going to the gym, mm-hmm. coming back, leave my apartment at like 8 a.m. Yeah, I remember this. And truly would not come back until 9 or 10 p.m. Yeah, I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it's... Because I would schedule myself because, in my own words, if I was busy all day, I wouldn't have time to be Did mentally pray? ill. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, I have all this free time now. <laughs> so that's, that's why, like, I lean into productivity yeah. is because I need to be yeah. doing something constantly. Right. And then my anxiety is like, if mm-hmm. you are not doing something constantly, then mm. your lack of success... Mm-hmm is entirely your Yours. fault yeah and i'm like okay well yes because i need to be applying to jobs and networking mm-hmm. or else i am truly not, not going to get yeah. a job but there's also like a limit like yeah, i'm allowed to record a podcast and then we're Absolutely. gonna watch a movie later i'm allowed to do yeah. that i'm allowed to do work for my i don't know my classes yeah. my yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that are that are still happening that i still need to graduate um Shout out but Magna yes. Cum Laude, yes, though. Yes, yes, okay. but, but, with honors, um, with honors. But I am also allowed to watch TV sometimes. Yeah. And do creative things. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I've been getting, like, back into, like, writing, which, nice. like, you know, okay. people will never see. But, like, but that's I, I, good, like though. I like doing it for myself. Um, I do that, too, all the time. I definitely used to write, like, 
fanfic, Harry yeah. Potter fanfiction nice. in like middle school, Oof. but um, Oof. but it, like it would never get published. It was literally just for me. But I love that for you. But yeah, but you know, it's like I enjoy doing things like that. I enjoy like going on bike rides and mm-hmm. stuff when the weather gets nicer. I enjoy. I'm allowed to enjoy doing things, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. That's that's just where I am right now. Is just kind of affirming to myself, like, hey, I'm allowed to have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but but do tell me about your uh, get that note set along. Okay, so along those lines, you know, like capitalism is gross. Um, yeah. For me, I spent. So this is like we're gonna go back a year. We're gonna. Re- rewind Mm. um in 2020 my new year's resolution was to um not have any drafted tweets it was to send it or don't send it because I had tweets in my draft I don't know if we talked about this before in the pod um but I had tweets in my draft from like 2017 like and I was never going to post them and I was like why are these things that's fair you know happening wait just really quick side note Uh we should do an episode where we just read drafted tweets but if you don't I don't have any no but but I have a lot so okay good good but continue um and they were mostly like that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> mine are unhinged, but I love that. Continue. So mine were unhinged too, and it was things that like I wasn't sharing because mm-hmm. I look back on it and I was like, these are kind of intimate. Um, yeah. And it wasn't that there was anything wrong with like there's nothing wrong yeah. with sharing parts of yourself and being vulnerable online. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm actually writing my capstone on that right nice. now. Why Very radical cool. vulnerability? Um, I, I'm not gonna wait, later. Um, but so that year for 2020, my. I didn't have any drafted tweets. I still don't have any drafted tweets. Um, and it made me a lot more mindful of what I was tweeting, not in the sense that I stopped, yeah. but that I was more open and yeah. that I tweeted a lot more shit that we, w- we would say unhinged, but I would say it was just, like, honest and, and yeah, blunt and maybe sometimes head-ass, but, like, it was hey, what it was. It's what it is. And that was, in my way, a practice in radical vulnerability. Nice. Very um, cool. Which I think is uh, personally a mechanism for community building, but that's, you know, well, I'll read my thesis later. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, um, I started to think about how I wanted to be more, I wanted to practice it more. I mean, I wanted it to be a bigger part of like my life. Sure. Um, but you can't really do that. Um, when you're trying to like find a job. And so I wrote a little like think piece on it, like in my notes oh, app please. at like 3M. But basically what happened was, is like radical vulnerability, I think personally is a stepping stone from like moving away from a capitalist version of relationships and relating sure. to others. And that can be like platonic or romantic or anything, but in this sense, I'm going to talk about like a business relationship. Okay. Um, And, like, before I even start, I know this sounds like a stupid, like, sociology, like, thesis or an essay that I pulled out of my ass. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, my view did come after that. I I don't want to say, like, a year-long study, but, like, a practice. Mm -hmm. And being more, I know it's shitty and it's just, like, Twitter, but, like, that was a practice, we could say. Sure. Um, But mostly through oversharing and on Twitter and, like, through social media as well. I think I got a little more, a little more vulnerable on my Snapchat, Mm -hmm. we could say, too. Um, but I think there's definitely pros to like radical vulnerability. I think it made me more approachable because I think, um, like when I started tweeting TMI things, people would DM me, um, people who like, we both know, but we wouldn't really have conversations with, or people Mm. who just like followed people who I followed and they probably saw one of my friends retweeting my stupid shit and like, oh, that's funny. Like I'll follow her. Um, and we'd have a combo, right. About like the stupid shit that I said. And I think this transitioned into making me, making it easier for me to overshare 
off of social media. So like it enabled me, I think, to be more comfortable in front of like just like people, yeah. like face to face and to be kind of more comfortable acting genuinely and compassionately in certain situations or at least compared to what like I would have done in the past so like last semester well this semester too but last semester especially everything was on zoom Mm -hmm. right um and sometimes I was the only person and not in like we had a class together um but there sometimes (laughs) I was the only person in my class that would have my camera on with like my always me my bedroom was messy my cat was on my bed there was like clothes everywhere and there, I have like gun, yeah. yeah I have target practice shots on my wall Christ. and um there's a deer skull in our apartment that I shared with my sociology it's class very, one like time. it's very I'm sorry can no, I go on, no yeah, yeah, yeah it's very I don't believe in the horseshoe effect but it's very like your bedroom is very horseshoe effect like you can it, you're either a raging communist or you're a fucking Republican. <laughs> There's no in between. I'm sorry, but continue. I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't know what the horseshoe effect way. means. What is that? It, the horseshoe effect is like the idea that like, well, you know how a horseshoe is shaped, but yeah. like the political spectrum, like oh, eventually, you go, like, around. You go yeah, so yeah, yeah, far yeah. in either direction you that you'll come back around. in the same. Yeah. It's not true, but for some concepts, it is, for yeah. some concepts, yes. For example, like if you own cowboy boots, you're either a Republican or gay. <laughs> so, like, it's true. Interesting. It's it, for some, for some. That's a hot take. It is a hot take, and I, I'm going to stand. Good. By no, it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I'm going to think about other things now that are true via yeah. the horseshoe effect, uh, because it's not true in general. But continue. I'm sorry. I just no, had to okay. interject no, that because yeah. But essentially, so I was the one that would be. Like, I was using chat boxes to discuss sociology. Mm-hmm. Like, in my sociology class, I'd be using the chat box to talk. Even this was a stats class. Yeah, it wasn't sure. even, like, a theory class. But we'd talk about zodiac signs and, like, their <laughs> flaws. And I would ask my teachers to, like, I'd say, like, hey, can you please, like, bring your dog into the room? And, like, I would log on early and talk to my one of my professors about her morning sickness and, like, her baby Aww. that was coming. Um, and, like, not even in my humanities classes. When we had that marketing presentation and our teacher shared this story with us on the last day of class and he cried yeah because it was a very um emotional and like vulnerable story and I was the only person that's that like got on my microphone and said like it's okay because he was like I'm sorry and I, just to me that was a shock I know it's a business class but I was like because I was like I'm sure someone else wants to do it like why mm-hmm. am I the only person you know um and I was kind of like worried I was like there's like 30 plus kids in here and these are my peers and I'd like to think that I wouldn't be the because it was like a few minutes in and he was like crying um and I felt like I don't know I wanted someone else to say it too it felt bad that I was the only one that said it um and that I feel like other people I don't think other people didn't want to I think other people didn't feel comfortable doing that yeah. And that's what makes me sad. Like, you should be able to say, it's okay that you're crying to your teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's, like, the issue is that these things, like, don't seem out of place to other people at all. They're like, Francesca, that's not oversharing. That's not being radically vulnerable. Um, as much as it is just being, like, genuine. But the fact that these kinds of behaviors and, like, sharing parts of my life were considered oversharing as opposed to just being in and of itself regular is assuming that that's kind of like the status quo and so I think that that says a lot about how like a good number of people our age and our peers and of course older than us consider that kind of behavior inappropriate in Mm -hmm. certain 
relationships um or at least it makes them uncomfortable and and i want to know why like why is there why is that disconnect there i don't why do because we're told yeah we're told we have to be uncomfortable by other people absolutely and so my growing comfort and like sharing these things um to people who weren't my immediate friends right like to an entire class or my twitter followers or my snapchat followers or my acquaintances because like let's be honest i have a stupid amount of snapchat followers i don't know most of them we added each other at like freshman orientation and that was that and they watch my stories it's like four years later and i'm okay with that but like my comfort and sharing with them i think definitely progressed as that year went on and I really think it's because I was constantly like sharing these intimate mm-hmm. details of my life and other people were doing it too but it was like I actively started doing that and mindfully I was like this is gonna be TMI this is gonna be maybe gross but like I'm gonna say it and so I've kind of moved away from thinking that it's weird to tell a couple hundred sure. people on my Snapchat story that like my dad wishes I was a boy or that like I don't think it's inappropriate to tweet about sexual harassment like yesterday I was like this is rape if someone does this this is sexual mm-hmm. har- that's rape um and you know like I also tweeted about in high school how our school police officers would make girls fucking bend over and like check their asses like for leggings or pants right like so I'm like comfortable sharing that I'm also comfortable saying I want to spit in a man's mouth. Like, that's all over my... Like, I yeah, literally... isn't that, like, your pen tweet I will. It is. It's, it's about Robert Pattinson. Pattinson yeah. Big and, surprise. And you send me pictures of, like, Luke Hemmings with dog collars. Oh, my God. Yes. No! I'm sorry. That man no. wears dog choke collars. And I want to walk him like a fucking dog. He's 6'4". I want to fuck He's him. also... I, I sent a tiktok um mm-hmm. earlier i don't know if you mm-hmm. watched it but it's it's him and the rest of the guys in the band i'm sorry this is a very unimportant tangent but it's him and the rest of the yeah. guys in the band and they were like in an interview and they were like are you like big spoon or little spoon <laughs> and he goes right away he's like oh little spoon <laughs> i want to be his big spoon yes, i want to be his big spoon <laughs> no but like and and the other guy in the band who's also yeah. like a cancer yeah. was like oh yeah we're we're, we're little spoons it's because we're cancers and the other two guys are like oh we're, we're a big spoon but like no i'm you sorry be a i'm sorry spoon. no it's good it's good um i love that so much i, I like amazing. i'm a verse i like being good yes. um anyway i just think that um I've also become better at like admit like saying I'm wrong yeah. and like oh That's I'm so sorry point. I fucked up and I messed mm-hmm. up um, because a lot of times it's super hard to sit in that discomfort and mm-hmm. like when when you fuck up and you know you fuck up for me historically I've been mad and I like don't care but recently I've been not recently but like over the over the year like when you grow as a fucking person mm-hmm. and you get more mature you're like oh I hurt someone or I said something that was harmful um and I think my immediate reaction has almost always been to when I was younger to like hide it and be like oh I didn't make that mistake I yeah. I, I wanted to be perfect I can't believe I made that mistake and now I'm like oh I'm sorry like mm-hmm. I didn't mean to I'm sorry I'm gonna read up on this or I'm gonna do that so that's that's been better because that's happened online and I think it's transferred into my real life like in well not real life it is real but like my in-person life yes and I think I've I've always been blunt like people have Mm -hmm. said that and that's had problems okay like I've Sagittarius yeah I think I've always considered myself violently head-ass like I am mostly a fool um and I was okay with knowing for a majority of my life that people would see that and they were laughing like at me and that's okay um and like some of them were laughing with me but in addition to laughing at me Mm -hmm. and I wasn't that upset about it but then like after I started sharing these more vulnerable parts of my life I got more comfortable like working on the expansion of that connection of 
accepting that people listen to my oversharing right and a lot of them listen and they think like omg francesca's life is a mess haha but furthering that connection to oh my god you know i'm also going through rough shit at home or i'm also constantly finding myself in these weird fucking liminal ass Mm -hmm. flirtationships or these relationships that don't go anywhere i'm having problems with yeah i love liminal space it's so good or just people like struggling with like a mental illness that has like gross consequences or whatever like that kind of feeling i think i've been having some really rich conversations um that started from oversharing so this was where like oversharing i think really as a means of as a means to be like radically vulnerable as a mechanism i think some would say um and really started to like reshape the way i viewed relationships getting into this like how job search i promise this matches up um because i really following thank you um (laughs) I started to become really, like, first become aware of and then push back against the idea that most um, self-serving or beneficial, we would say, relationships, um, the, like, the model relationship or the most fruitful ones for, you know, political progress and social change and careers for you and me and, like, almost everyone else, um, has to be a professional relationship. Yeah. To make money in general, like, you have to have that. And that's it. Like, professional relationships are heralded as these cornerstones um for almost every in advancement in life like of course like jobs you have to have a professional relationship and you have to have a network like we've talked about and maintain and grow a list of people that you've you've never been inside their house you don't know like what their favorite colors which sounds really stupid i don't want to hang out with them yeah but either. yeah and that's the truth and you know like even in school right you're taught that you, ha- you have to have an appropriate relationship with your teachers which i think is just code for professional um right but like I think but but there's definitely instances where even in high school that wasn't a thing for me because like I can tell you I honestly wouldn't be in college if it wasn't for my English teachers pulling me aside and being like I care about you and I want you to get help and I'm gonna help you with this I that wouldn't have happened um like they were like honestly more motherly to me than um my mom in high school but like even in even in and this was interesting to me too because I would as I might have said before I've been on sugar baby websites before I don't care but even in those relationships like those like more sexual we could say relationships like a uh, you're on the website right and a lot of people like every guy on there is seeking a quote-unquote mutually beneficial relationship that requires (laughs) professionalism intact like yeah okay of course like I'm not gonna tell everyone you're fucking you know phone number and say that you want to suck on my toes and you buy photos of my like fucking feet jesus christ like that's an invasion of privacy i'm not going to do that but it's not hard to just be like you know i have a fetish i like your toes can i send you money for some dirty sock pics you don't have to be like uptight about it right like professionalism i think is so ingrained in how we view and form and perpetuate relationships and that's definitely of course rooted in capitalism because what I like because sharing doesn't look professional like that's not considered professional and it's looked down upon I think by people who were who were in charge of like my access to jobs and in consequence like a living wage and like being able to like stay here because I want to get a job and I want to have an apartment lined up and like that's really hard but I don't want to go back to St. Louis and like I have to make a job or I have to find a job but like it's hard because I don't I have to be the best like professional person that I can be but like what is professionalism like yeah like it's like it's inherently capitalist we know it's like an ideology like it's rooted in capitalism and white supremacy like duh Mm -hmm. and patriarchy like most things are um but the idea that a professional 
relationship is something I have to have where I can't share, like, consensually, of course. Yeah, of course. Like, details and uh, to another person, like, a coworker, and, like, talk about shit with them. I don't like that. Like, it apl- if I'm supposed to be working at a place where I'm going to be spending 40 hours a week, but let's be honest, it's more like 80. Like, you mm-hmm. don't fucking... No one has a 40-hour work week anymore. In a setting, like, in a, let's just say it's an office job, that's, like, a quasi-community. Like, I hate to say this, but they're set up to be, like, communal, like, for, like you know the best like work environment I if I have to do that for the rest of my life I don't want to be working at a place where I can't talk to the person next to me about like my life and that's like I understand that you have to be professional at work but those are still social relationships and it's hard for me I think as a sociology major to I hate saying this not even that just as a person just as me reconciling the fact that like I will have to go into work every single day and sit down next to someone and be like hi like how are you and basically like not really know shit about them and they're not really gonna know anything about me um and I don't really want to aspire to have a professional relationship like that and it's unfortunate that I'm literally going to have to do that in order to find a job and get work and that's a huge part of my life because like it's America so whatever career you have like that's going to be centered that's going to be a focal point of your life is, like, it going is, to yeah. work, like, at least 9 to 5 every day, but probably more. That's why probably I'm like, trying to leave this fucking country. Yeah, so it's, um, I, that's just, like, an issue for me because, I don't know, there's just a bunch of, like, it's, like, every space is a hierarchy and there's expectations and it's upsetting. And it's also super weird because I feel like we're constantly, like, interacting with people who do the same things that we do, who are thinking mm-hmm. really similar things to us, but we can't talk about it. So, like... One of my professors <laughs> that I'm very intimately acquainted with right now was into like domination, it was like a dominatrix and gave me some really cool literature to read. And I wouldn't have known about that. We wouldn't have talked about being like soft doms or anything about BDSM if we hadn't gone past that professional classroom relationship. And mm-hmm. we wouldn't be cool with each other if I didn't, if all I did was just send them messages that were strictly about class. And so now, you know we're second semester seniors and I I don't know there's I just like so and I and I don't know it's weird because you you know how like syllabus week they you get you it's basically like a fuck all week like nobody cares but there's also part in the syllabus where it's like you know let me know if you have any comments questions issues concerns or just anything I should know about you I tell them those I take that opportunity and say things so like my history class, I told my teacher, I was like, I'm a cat mom. I'm a Sagittarius. What, like, I, I like winter. I like the snow. I'm really excited to be taking this class. And she emailed me back and she sent me pictures of her cat. And we talked for like 20 minutes before our first class about like her cat's diet and shit like that. And it, it blows my mind because if I didn't say that stupid shit to her, like I wouldn't have known that and it would have just been same old, same old. And mm-hmm. I, and now when I go into class, cause it's my one in-person class, um, she's like, how's your cat? And I like that. And I don't know. I just think that, I don't know if it's because like I'm at Sagittarius sun and moon with an aqua rising. I don't know if it's because I'm just a, I'm just a head ass. I don't know what it is, but I like that connection. And I don't like the fact that 
Like, I don't want to continue not having that. I don't want it to be like, oh, I'm in school and that's where this is okay. Because if I don't want to go to work and people are like, that's fucking weird. You can't do that. That's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I don't want to continue that is the norm. And I don't think that the ideal model for any kind of relationship is supposed to be isolated like that. In a sense that, like, if you can't reach out to me and share something with me that's personal about yourself, when you spend upwards of 40 hours a week with me, like, that's not how society should work, I think. Yeah. Um, Or at least it's not going to work well. Like, you shouldn't just have a bunch of essentially strangers working next to each other and then saying, like, you can't talk about shit that you're going through. You can't talk about sex. You can't talk about your mental health. You can't talk about, like, if your parents are getting divorced. Like, why? Because that's unprofessional. But, like, what's unprofessional about having a life, you know? And, like, not being able to compartmentalize everything. Like, you, I hate when people are like, you have to separate your home from your job. It's like, motherfucker, I can't. Like, I bring my home with me. I, first of all, my body is my home. You live in your body, okay? Like, that's essentially a part of your, you know, whatever. I'm not even going to get into that. But, like, it's wild to me because even if – I'll just play – to play devil's advocate here. Oh, God. It's counterintuitive, I think, because when you think about – when you think about it, like, because capitalism, right, they want the most effective and productive workers yeah. and laborers, and yeah. they want those workers and laborers to be, like, wanting to go to work and wanting to be productive, okay? I don't – workers don't want to go. And spend all their time in a place that's cold and isolating. It feels inhuman. It's disingenuous at the very least. And if we're going to use, like, the capitalist mindset, which, like, I don't want to, but let's play their game because we inherently, like, we have to, right? There's just mass amounts of untapped capital, and I feel disgusting saying this, but, like, if we're going to use that mindset, there it's all lying there. And it's not going to, you know, like, it's not reachable because people aren't allowed to just be fucking humans. Yeah. And you don't... I don't think you can really love love your job if you don't love the people that you work with. And I think it's really hard to reconcile that if you have to have if you're if you have to be stuck in a job where a lot of us are just going to like hate what we're doing and force ourselves force ourselves to like like it. Like for like I don't want to be doing that. And I know I know it's like boohoo Francesca everyone feels this way, but it's like like okay, like what do I need from a job, right? I need money, right? So I can get food and I can eat and be housed and have clothing and shelter and like medical care and basically everything the government doesn't consider like us of worthy as having right but other than that I'm just I'm trying to come to terms with the fact of like there's nothing that those relationships do that are really for the betterment of me yeah. if that makes sense like what what does a pr- professional relationship do for the betterment of myself personally like as like, for every, I don't know, just, like, I don't see it. Like, I see it, you need it for, like, a job, right? Like, I get that. But for the betterment of myself and for everyone else's lives and, like, quality of life, I don't think it really does a lot. And I think that I just wish it wasn't like this. And I wish I could do something, like, tangible to stop the cycle. And I read a lot of, like, think pieces and I read essays that were like radical vulnerability is a step to blah 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 and I was like this is amazing and I love it but I was also reading a bunch of like thought pieces from poets and I was like I can't do this like it's not it's not sustainable for me as a person to do this I can't get the job that I want to have that I am okay with settling for that will hopefully give me money like to survive I can't do that with this I don't see it um and I wish that other people, I wish I could stop like the cycle. I know I can't, 
but I wish other people could also see, because it's also, like, a big thing on Twitter, where it's, like, rise and grind, and it's, like, I'm built different, or whatever, like, I, I'm putting away all this money. It's grind culture, which is a product of post-capitalism, but that's a different topic. You're right, and it's just, like, that's not the pinnacle of human livelihood. Like, how much you can produce is not, is not something Mm -hmm. I can even think of, unless it's, like, art or something you're passionate about. I don't fucking care what you can make, and I don't think it should be, I think it's damaging. Um, to me at least and we're all like we have to adhere to it because it quantifies humans yeah it's it's bad like i want so badly to not rely on this image this like quote-unquote professional image that i have of myself that i've made for myself that i have on like fucking linkedin and that i have on like my fucking resume like i don't want my success to reside on her on like that version Mm -hmm. of me because it's really not me let's be honest um and i don't want people to look at that version of me and be like oh that's Francesca that's how good and functioning she is um and just look at that version of me like it makes me sad because I'm not really her like if you look me up the first this first of all the second article that comes up when you google me is my arrest (laughs) um which I hate but also that's like a really big thing too because I'm like I can't I don't think I'm in a good job because that I'll be honest like I'm applying to so many things I have an excel sheet of all the places I'm applying to and I don't think I'm gonna get any of them because if you fucking google me not even my social media like that comes up and so I'm like that's cool and they're not gonna be like oh well let's see what this is for they're gonna be like oh no done Mm -hmm. even though I wasn't convicted of anything and it wasn't a felony and it wasn't a misdemeanor like there's literally and nothing it was on. for a good fucking it was for a good fucking it's costume. not like it's not it's like you got arrested for stealing yeah or oh something. it's it's because i believe like fucking black lives matter oh sorry yeah, like that's not a controversy i don't know yeah, but anyway i don't know i think about that a lot and just in tandem with that is the fact that it's that it's i'm also worried because like you know after the semester, I'm not going to be in college anymore. Yeah. I want to go to grad school, but that's not something that I can really even think about right now because I just want to focus on getting a job. But I'll be done. We'll be done with undergrad. And I've spent, like, nine-tenths of my life in school. I think every, almost all of my friends are, like, in the same boat. And my focus, our focus, was just to learn. Yeah. And it was to go to school. It was to wake up and sit in a chair and, like, learn. And the ways in which we're taught and tested are inherently flawed. I think that's bad. Course, I don't like yeah. tests. I don't like that shit. But, like, that that's all I know. And almost every skill I've cultivated, I think, has had something to do with a classroom. And that kind of scares me because after I graduate, like, that's not going to be what I'm supposed to wake up and do anymore. Like, my job right now is to be a student. Like, when you fill out a form and it's like, what do you do? And it's like, I work in XYZ or I'm a stay-at-home blank or I'm a student that's what I've always been yeah, of course. and I am like what am I gonna do if my job just isn't supposed to be learning anymore because that's what I like I'm the kind of person where I'm like if I could be in school for the rest of my life not being tested but like learning Me and too. having a structured <laughs> learning I would do it I would stay honestly I would stay in college for the rest for the rest of my life for the rest of my life like in terms of learning and I love costs I yes. love learning I love library research I'm like angrily downloading all the pdfs that I can before I leave because I know I won't have access to it anymore and I love libraries and I love like the focus being just to learn and to grow intellectually um and I'm kind of in this space where I'm like if I am if I am what I do then who am I when all I've ever done is study and now I can't do that anymore Mm -hmm. because it's not like I'm gonna be able to go to work and like I mean, I guess I could, but I'm not going to be, you know, sitting and listening to a lecture and taking highlighted notes and, and making sure, like, that's just not something we're going to be doing anymore. And so I'm 
like kind of afraid that I'm going to stop learning. And I know you quote unquote, like you learn something new every day, whatever, but I've, we've been like fed knowledge from professionals since we like fucking came out of the womb and like yeah part of college was relearning that like part of core classes is being like you've been taught wrong and like let's reteach you but like we've been doing that our entire lives and now I don't like what's going to happen when we graduate and I don't have access to my university's library like that freaks me out and I I don't know I'm real I'm very like I'm intimately aware of the time that I have between now and and graduation and I'm like not happy about it Mm -hmm. um because I'm like very afraid and also my parents are very like sink or swim and they're like well if you don't have a job lined up like you just come back home and then you start from scratch there but I don't want to go back home to St. Louis because then I have to look for I you can't be in one city and then look for a job in another city because I won't have rents simply does not work like that. it doesn't fucking work like that and I know my parents and I know they're gonna be like we'll just stay here and, like, apply for jobs in St. Louis. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. So that's that's me, and that's how I feel. Thank you for sharing. Capitalism is gross. How yes, do you feel? Is. What are your thoughts? Well, I definitely had a lot of thoughts come up, like, while you were talking, besides my fucking random-ass interjections. My bad. No, they were good, though. But, um... It was a good break. But, like, those were the things I was like, quick little blurb. Like, <laughs> I, had, I had a bunch of things to say. I, now I'm, like, trying to recall because i was like processing yeah yeah but alas my laptop is propping up my phone (laughs) to record so again uh recording equipment sponsor us yeah um just kidding sony give us some mics yeah um, or generous uh patrons and i'm pissed because if if our campus was like open open we could have been using the recording studio oh we absolutely could have like downtown but we can't so i'm pissed as fuck anyway go on um I remember you saying, like, mm-hmm. something about, okay, capitalism and how, Starting like, it's, ankles, yeah, yeah, no, it's, like, it, it, it doesn't even work. Yeah. Because I remember in one of the classes I took last semester, mm-hmm. we talked about how, like, capitalism as it is in America right now isn't even, like, what capitalism yes. is supposed to be because capitalism is based off of productivity mm-hmm. and, like, is... Mm-hmm something is demanded mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you make the thing that is demanded and you sell it yeah and your success is based off of how well you can do that which you know inherently flawed system yes but like mm-hmm. america doesn't even do that because there's like generational wealth and it's like what did those people the invisible what? hand they of the market they didn't produce anything <laughs> they didn't do anything so therefore it's not they hoarded wealth Yes. And resources. and Yeah. They they didn't do anything. So mm-hmm. they're not even, like, contributing to capitalism. And those are the biggest proponents of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Because somebody in their family, mm-hmm. like, fucking... Struck gold. Yeah. It's, it's, multiple centuries ago. It's yeah. like, okay, whatever. It's, I don't know, obviously inherently flawed mm-hmm. system. I think what you said, too, it's, it's important to me to be in an environment where I can have personal relationships and in some of the environments I've worked like one of the internships I had like right between sophomore and junior year um I definitely got to talking to people a little bit more Mm -hmm. um which was nice um I think for me I have a very different perspective of like you know like professionalism and, and when you were shocked about our professor yeah crying and stuff and people not saying anything i think 
it's because as somebody who has been in the business school from the moment she stepped on campus, mm-hmm. um, the first professor I had, we, we, we both know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you, you know, there's, there's a lot of professors out there too who are like, professionalism, I don't care to get to know you. I'm yeah. not going to learn your name. Yeah. And that's very much normalized in the And that's so school. bad. And there's, but there's also a lot of professors who are fantastic right, and right, want right. to get to know you. But the one who we talked about domination, yes, <laughs> it's, it's reinforced yes. the idea of yeah. I don't care to get to know you. Yeah. By other professors and stuff too. And it reinforces that idea of like, well, you're just another person sitting here. Like, I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. Like, well, my. Yeah. I'm getting paid to talk at you for yeah. 50 minutes three mm-hmm. times a week. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I I feel that. My issue is that I believe there were other people in that class that wanted to say something. Of it course, just makes yeah. me sad that I was the only one to say it. I think it's because a lot of people, and I, I speak from a business student's perspective, yeah. is because we are truly like... Would you say so you're not trained for that situation? Or not like, trained because I think trained yeah but like your human not used to okay it's it's the kind of thing where a lot of times people aren't Mm -hmm. talking about sharing yeah like people don't want to Mm. share their personal Mm -hmm. opinions personal beliefs Mm -hmm. and and again this has to do with like professionalism and Mm -hmm. and how problematic of a of a concept and of an idea it is Mm -hmm. um I think people are just like I don't I don't know like if it's okay for me to say this I don't know mm-hmm. if it's okay for me yeah. to engage with this right. um, and the reaction time just wasn't there yeah. um, you're right I forgot what I was going to say there, there another like instance of this mm-hmm. I feel like oh um, I was told in one of my in my, my marketing capstone mm-hmm. actually yeah. um, I've been going crazy in the zoom comments Oh, I love Zoom um, comments. And I have one of my um, one of my good friends is in the class, um, and I actually saw him um, like on campus today. We yeah. were chatting for a second, like about you know like the class and yeah. stuff. Um, and he said, "Like, yeah, you've been going crazy in the Zoom <laughs> comments, like yeah. just like saying random ass shit." I love because, that because it's. I love I'm that. Like, well, first of all, I don't like my professor. Let oh, me really? just say that. No, I do not like him at all. Why? Um, we because. I, no, I don't okay. need to go into it right now. We have seven minutes left on this recording, and I have... That's fair. Could fill up an entire hour of the reasons well, why I don't like time. it. All I'm saying is I plan to, when course evaluations come out at the end of the semester... Rip them a new one. We'll be sitting down <laughs> with a glass of wine in my hand <laughs> to type that course about. Anyways, um, like, my... And we have, like, a group project going on, too. So, like, our group mm-hmm. project group chat is always blowing up during class. Like, making oh, fun yeah, of Oh, yeah, mine, them. too. Like, we make... We, okay, there's... We have... I tr- promise you we have valid reasons for not liking him. I'm not just no, making I fun you. of his I outfit in the group you. chat for no, no, no reason. Yeah, I but, like, in the Zoom chat, he'll he'll say, like, pretty controversial stuff, too. Like, uh, the other day... Also, he's, he's identified himself as a libertarian. I'll let you do the rest. <laughs> oh, my God. But... He and this isn't typical for like marketing staff too. Yeah. Marketing staff are usually like great, really down to earth, really personable people. Hence why I'm going into marketing. Wow. But this guy, this guy's an <laughs> exception. Um, yeah. He started off class by saying, um, 
put in the chat what you think the the minimum the federal <gasps> minimum wage should be. I remember this. So I am of course the first person to the chat box and I say twenty-five. Wow. And yes, ma'am. Everyone else comes in with the fifteen and one other girl said I think she said twenty-four, so I said, Okay, we see each other. Um Yes. But, you know, we start having a conversation. And there's, of course, people in my class who say 10 um, mm-hmm. $10 should be I... good. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, but then I, then I put in the chat something along the lines of, like, it, the $15 minimum wage was something that was proposed, like, years yeah. and years ago. Like, literally yeah. decades ago. And is not adjusted for inflation. Absolutely. And another girl, like, comes in with the stats, and too, and says, like, yeah, like, if it were adjusted to inflation, it would be between, like, 24 and 27. 30. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 25. Is a, is a livable minimum wage. And, um... Because 15 isn't yeah, livable no. in any city, yeah, right? Like, I, there's no minimum no, wage. No, no, there's not. Yeah. Um... But it, that's just an example of, like, you know, I'll start mm-hmm. saying things. I also said the other day, uh, because he w- we were talking about, like, first movers and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. A- along with marketing, like, how, like, some people, like, adopt products early and stuff. And he said, like, it, like th- has anybody, like, ever liked a musician before they got cool? And, uh-huh. like, you, and I, I put the Zoom chat. <laughs> I did not get made fun of in middle school for being a directioner, <laughs> which in reality, like, I was a closeted directioner in middle mm. school because I had branded myself as emo. Nice. Um, but I was very Duality. do not yeah. do not get get it twisted. I was into One Direction. I just wasn't public about it. But for the sake of the class, I decided yeah. to say I was Ranked not made fun of for being a directioner in middle school. For everyone to love Harry Styles <laughs> now. Um, and yeah, and everyone would like nobody responded. <laughs> Aren't those the best moments though, where everyone is no, like, when everyone when everyone gives me a little up arrows and stuff too, and sometimes I'll say something funny and people be like, LOL, and but that got no responses, and I was like, okay, oh, no. okay, okay, I see we're not comfortable sharing here because i like saying i like saying funny things that are gonna make everyone laugh yeah and it's fucking Um, funny and and i I do have some i'm not gonna lie i have some great one-liners in class you do where i will just like message the group chat just the zoom chat where i I can't do this in in real life right Yeah. yeah and i'll just say something like completely out of pocket yeah um Sometimes I wish there was a feature on Zoom where you could exclude the promise. Me too. <laughs> because I would say some really rude shit sometimes. Anyways. Sometimes I say um, things knowing that they can look Yeah, at no, it. I know. Sometimes I do it knowing the professor just simply does not look during class. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I don't know. It's been fun for me, but, like, mm-hmm. the fact that, like, one of my friends, like, noticed and said, like, hey, I've been noticing you've been. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? It's senior year, like... We all, like, all the marketing majors at school, like, we all pretty much have had classes with each other. We all know each other. Been clocked out. I, you either like me or you don't Don't, at this point. Like, I have not been an unpleasant person to be around, but if you're gonna choose to dislike me because I say a few out-of-pocket things in class. funny. And I know there's people out there who are like, oh, she's annoying in the the Zoom chat. Like, I don't like her for that. I'm like, okay, get a life, first of all. Um... I'm not boring. I'm not. I'm not boring. Yeah. Um, and I love that about myself. So I, I don't know. I. I. Uh, it's not really the maybe the best note for this. No, but it's episode good. to, to like leave it. on. But you I know, like that's, it. 
That's how I've been feeling lately. Um, fuck the idea of productivity. It's important for me to be... Uh, it, let's just say, if I don't want a job, if I can't be goofy in the... In the... In the, the slack, chat. In the Slack <laughs> channel. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, if I can't if I can't send a, send a meme mm. um, and have everyone laugh at it, but... Mm. That's, that's how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm glad we... Um, thank you for sharing all of your notes. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, thank you for sharing. Uh, I, I don't think I... Sh- I like sh- it. Anything. Thank you. Um, I, I'm trying to just be... To get out of that, like, ingrained to be like... Oh, it's I hard. need to be professional. But yeah. it's, it's very hard. It's like... Well, you have to be. Yes, because... And also with someone... As someone with anxiety, it's like... I'm so afraid of saying the wrong yeah, thing. Yeah, it's hard to navigate and that space. Yeah, it's it's very hard to navigate that space, especially when the way your brain works mm-hmm. doesn't allow you to interpret situations. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm hyper-focused on mm-hmm. how people are perceiving me. Mm-hmm. Every day I wake up and I'm perceived and I absolutely <laughs> and hate, I hate it. it. Uh, but sometimes I look good and I want to be perceived, but other times I'm like, never perceive me. Anyways, we're running out of time here, so... Yeah, we gotta watch a movie. Any uh, last thoughts? I actually have to pee really bad. No, that's okay, because I'm gonna make a snack before Oh, we sounds go. good. I'm gonna make a snack, too. Yeah, sounds good. I want popcorn. I don't know. Fuck, ten seconds. Okay, uh... That's our time. Loved having... Uh, loved, loved hearing from you. Uh, subscribe at the button. Text us when you're home. Bye.